cheers to episode 62. Cheers. Episode 62. Cheers. I told you you'd get it. The Blue Moon Moon Haze. Oh. Yeah, great I'm can. I'm drinking water. Uh, water? Truly yeah. watermelon cucumber margarita style. It's blurred out, bro. I wasn't showing you, but I can if I need to. But no free ads. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm just going to get the elephant out of the way here. I'm standing up this show. I don't know what got into me, but I'm standing You're up. You're standing? Pulling, What's the card of the week? A, I'm pulling a Pat McAfee. Yeah, yeah no, we should start no, with that, that card. There's no card because I'm standing, so it can't be in the shot. Mm. So that, uh, that that this flopped hard. Similar to you uh, <laughs> giving up coffee. That didn't last either. Wow. Mm, shots fired. We don't talk about that on the show. <laughs> No, we just kidding. Uh, tonight is Monday, March 7th, 7, 12 p.m. Welcome on in to the number one sports podcast in the state of Michigan. And, and I'm vengeance. I'm vengeance. I'm vengeance. <laughs> oh, my God, Alex. That was, we have Robert Pattinson in the Zoom? Robert Pattinson? Really oh, Robert Pattinson. That is so obvious. I never are, even thought of it. So should we just do weekly check-ins that don't revolve around the Batman? Yeah. What, are you in a rush or something? <laughs> I don't know. I just really want to talk about the Batman. Let's do... Yeah, you got to tease it a little bit. But first, before we even get into any of that, preview the show. Weekly recap. Both our basketball schools, their weeks, their previews. In within those previews, conference tournament play. We'll touch on some of the major conferences and give predictions on who we think will win their tournaments. We have the Batman review, like Alex said. Matt Reeves is the Batman. We have uh, Lions Free Agency preview because we're just, it's coming up. I believe March 16th is the day when that stuff goes live. So we're going to hit that now before March Madness gets way crazy. And then we have a big old, big old duffel bag of listener questions, about 11 of them. They're pretty fast, though, so we'll fly through. I would basically title this life questions as some serious advice people need and also getting to know us better because a, a lot of questions about us and who are we 62 episodes 62 episodes in we've been talking about sports so much people don't feel like they know us it sounds like or we have new listeners after the chief of prop episode that could that could be true or people just like our non-sports segments way better that too and that's the power they hold in this process if they ask the questions we're going to answer it and they can take us in any direction they want we are their puppets who wants to start with the recaps? Um, Who did anything sweet? Oh, that's probably Evan. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> Thursday, saw the Batman. The Batman. Um, after watching a half of Pitiful Basketball, we'll get there. Uh, Friday. Saw had, the Batman. Yeah, I had Friday night, <laughs> saw the Batman. Um, had posse in town, hung out. Yeah, hung out a little bit. I just realized, like, for those that don't know us well, like, you just drop in the posse every week. Is they're like, what? What is this posse <laughs> that Evan's referring to all the time? Yeah. A bunch it's of dudes. Awesome. Yeah. Um, the Saturday, dudes. you know, just, just really dude it up, just sat in a hot tub and just drank our faces off. Um, Got way too drunk for a little bit of time. It was a good time. It was quality time. And then went out to the bars Saturday night in East Lansing. 
Um, breaking news, it is spring break. Breaking news, nobody was out. Um, walked into Harper's. It looked like that on the story. <laughs> yeah, walked into Harper's around 10, 10.30, and uh, nobody was on the dance floor. Everybody's kind of just sitting at tables. So we sat at a table. I had a quality time. It was still fun. Um, bet on some basketball. So cheer that. Did you hit your bets? Uh, I did not, but like the two guys I was with, they bet on. So uh, I was like, a let's let's fan. slow down, slow down. I was told by you yourself, you cashed out your gambling accounts. Correct, right? Was getting there. I was get to that point. I did cash Care to out. expand. I cashed out, and then I lost the rest of my money from not cashing out on Tuesday night. Yeah, so six days ago, I lost all the rest of my money on Tuesday night. Not saying what the bet was. Um, it's very clear what it was. Yep. Yeah. Um, but the two guys I was with, they did a joint bet together. Um, they're saying, well, what are we feeling? You know, there's one game on just tipped off. Okay, we're riding, we're riding USC money line. And so, you know, I told, I gave them two picks that I liked. I said USC plus seven and a half and the over. Both of those would have hit. Um, but it was fun. Uh, one of them got way too drunk in the short amount of time that we were there. It was kind of funny. Uh, tried Giorgio's again. Well, I went into Giorgio's. I did not try it. <laughs> and Peak. then we were walking back uh, from downtown and had just had this car of like four or five dudes just pull up and there's three of us. And they, this car stopped right next to us. And they were just cursing us out, dropping every word underneath the sun. Basically challenged fight to fight us. Yep. Fight night. They wanted to did fight get- us so bad. And? Well, we didn't. And- it, was, it was like three on four or on five. We didn't do it. I had one of them that was drunk who just downed a macaroni bacon pizza. Ryan. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and so I was like, no, That pizza not, is terrible, by this. the way. I was like, no. So, you know, we kind of took a left turn um, with what they were saying. What we said back, we kind of just made it super awkward for them. Oh, I know what you guys did. Yep. I don't. And so, oh my God, that's hilarious. They, were, they kind of like, they were driving off and like challenging us, but not. Then they stopped on the intersection and waited for us to catch up to them while we were walking. These guys had nothing better to do. Yeah. Losers. Uh, we saw them later in our walk going through the intersection of michigan Avenue harrison and they were yelling at other people too they looked like twerps you know i don't know if they had like a knife or a gun on them so i'm not challenging them we had we were outnumbered could you have taken them just with your fists i mean if they have a knife or a gun i'm not fighting them. i said if if they didn't have that just fists if it was, the, was if i was numbered the same amount with them yes if it was like four on four i would have done it Evan was fresh off of two screens of the Batman. There's no chance these kids are surviving. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm Batman. Or maybe um, they just got back from the Batman and funny they were story, Alex. You know, I, w- I did say after they left and I said, you know what? If Alex was here, I think we would have gotten into a fight tonight. <laughs> Do- oh, yeah, I don't know if that's sure. a compliment or a, or a diss, but I agree. Mr. I think- Heatmiser over there always trying to stir up the pot. Yeah. Well, small anger management issues. Kind of like a Juwan Howard. Yeah, I would say I have a similar temper to Juwan. And then basketball game Sunday was fun. Uh, the stars showed out. As in stars, I mean, they're like D-level stars. Steve Mariucci sat in front of us. Um, George Blaha was in attendance. You know, Mooch. like, yeah. 
That was fun. That was my weekend. Wow. What about you, Grant? Yes. Uh, I had some really good alcoholic beverages. Mm. That was what I wrote down from the weekend. I had some margaritas at oh, Condado right, Tacos. Right. No free ads. I chipped myself to death. Ate a lot of chips. But I had Can we stop control. on that chip conversation real quick? We can stop wherever I just want. need to describe in detail, Tevin, a little bit about this chip eating. Um, there was oh, a please. point where I'm not sure Grant took a breath for 15 minutes. Well, he just had the salsa in front of him and the whole thing of chips in front of him. He was just shoveling his mouth. Shoveling. Guy, man. Hey, man. Didn't even take a breath. <laughs> it was the Roja spicy hot red salsa. And as you guys know, when you're eating really spicy foods and you like it, you have to eat fast because if you take a break, it's all going to catch up to your mm -hmm. tongue and you're going to be dead. And they, they were not frozen margaritas, so they weren't going to cool off my tongue. I had to go fast. It was a game plan. And I stuck to it. And no one else wanted it, so I was going after it. Or no one had the option to have any. Or that. It was also part of the strategy. And then I kind of fumbled the bag. Not really, because I wasn't too drunk. But if I was, it would have been dumb. We went to Jolly Pumpkin in Royal Oak. And then I got I ordered a whiskey drink, which I just thought after I did that. Like, Grant, why did you do that after you've been drinking? I drank margaritas with tequila in them obviously and then some corona lights at the next the middle stop and then i like oh yeah let's just have whiskey too like what a what a surefire way to throw up so thankfully i did not throw up i just had a mild headache in the morning mm. we also played some not oh, arcade games some this. like low budget touchscreen games that you find at like a bowling alley on one of those like little old school computers so that was kind of fun i had a good time there yeah i dominated grant in every game I just want that on the record. Uh, yeah, deal. I guess in the one we played, I'm not sure how many we played. I we said a paper flick football domination. Yeah. And then that we game played was putt, for four year olds, though. Putt putt dominated. I set a world record in air hockey, I think, in the lower Michigan southeast area, I would say. Just absolutely What'd dumb you win, this like computer. 18 to 1? 14 to 3. I went out on like a 9 0 run. It was fist pumping in a crowded bar did see that um started playing wordle this week and i got alex addicted to it so we are now <laughs> nerds i'm five for five lifetime just so everyone knows evan do you play i do play um let's see i have horde spoiler yep I we're gonna have you can you please um enter I your scores in the chat that you'll be in tomorrow morning just every day <laughs> if you win or lose just send your score to this chat <laughs> my score well, like, you know how you can, like, share it and gives all the cubes if you got it right. Oh, I didn't know I could share it over text messages. I, I just saw it was popular to share it on Twitter of when you sick brag, like, get it on the second or third try. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll be sending it to the group chat now every morning. Um, uh, I've played 19 days in a row. I've gotten oh, one, wow. I've gotten one wrong. What? Do not wow. hurt me. So I'm a 16-game win streak, 95%, you know. <laughs> not a big deal. That's wow. legitness. That's legitness. Uh, Alex, you're weak, man. Oh, um, didn't do anything really during the week. I did the same margarita dance on Friday with Grant. Saturday, woke up a little more hungover than expected. I, I knew that was going to happen. Um, but not too. Oh yeah, bad. you were text. You were recklessly texting in the group chats. You couldn't spell anything. I was informed of that later on. Um, however, I 
did tell a friend of the podcast I'd go to the golf show with him and his fiance and his at uncle. the golf show. Mm-hmm. You did so show I up went. there. Fact, you so did, did show up there. I did make it to the golf show. I mean, this was the most crowded event I've seen in a, quite a while. I mean, it was like just wall to wall, middle aged men smelling like booze and weed and cigarettes. I mean, you could just walk around the golf. I got there at 10 something, 10, 15. Everyone's just walking around with like Bud Lights, the tall, like blue aluminum bottles. Everyone's just drinking beers. I see dip spit just like sitting on one of the tables. I'm like, this is, this is pretty grungy, but I did walk away with some new shoes. So if my parents are listening, I did not walk away with new shoes, but to you guys, I did. Mr. Money Bryson, the Bryson DeChambeau Puma 5000s. Yes. But I also, Evan, I saw your father and your uncle. He told me that today. Yeah. And where where else would they be but the bar? That's where they were. <laughs> That's what he said. Thinking back on that, Alex, you saw so many high level people this weekend. Yeah, I also saw Matashiva or Ishbia or however you say his last name. I saw a billionaire, Matabiza. Matabiza. <laughs> so did you, Grant? Though you just didn't know who he was. No, it was actually kind of funny, Evan and. It's just, it almost tells us we're too deep into this college sports world and fandom. Like, we walked by him on a crosswalk in Birmingham, and he had his... He was coming out of the movie theater. Like, all his kids and you know, with a big group. He was in the front of it, leading them across the street. And Alex has this... We get across, and Alex is, like, art staring at me and not saying anything, like looking like... And I finally look. I'm like, what's that face? He goes, you don't know who we just passed? And I go, No. <laughs> Dude, I looked at right a, a in the normal, eyes. A normal family's like, that was Matt Ashiba. I go, yeah, dude, I, I would not know who that is. Like, <laughs> Hey, ben, so, ben was like, oh, no way, dude. You know, that no, does look was, like him. I thought it was cool, but I, like, you were just like, dude, how did you not pick that up right there? I was like, I don't know. I'm focused on the Batman. I'm not thing, worried you, about it. He's my school's biggest booster. And even better, after the movie, Alex ran into one of the oh children that goes to the YMCA in one of the funniest encounters I've ever witnessed. Oh, man. Yeah, apparently. This, so there's a bunch of kids that go to the YMCA because their parents probably drop them off and pick probably them up after school really, or something. They can't drive, I'm guessing. Yeah. Something. They come there after school, whatever. <laughs> and I've had many interactions with these kids, but have never talked to them. But they always are like, there's the kids that are like huddled around the bench and like don't put the clips on. And then kid drops it on his chest. Both weights fall off both sides. Like this happens like daily. People get fed up all the time. Never talk to me. I'm walking down the street. It's like 9 p.m. We just saw the Batman. We're walking. The kid's like, hey, you go to the YMCA? I was like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, sweet Spurs shirt. And I didn't even know what he's talking about because I was wearing a Tottenham sweatshirt once. Spurs. Didn't even think about it. Shows my true fandom. And I'm like, thanks, man. He's like, is it worth it? And I'm like, what? He's like, the Batman. Is that where you guys were? Is it worth it? I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I just want to walk back. You don't just, like, talk to random people you don't know that are, like, 10 years older than you. It's super weird. but so it funny. Is. Grant and Ben had a great time laughing about that. Because Grant goes to the same gym. He didn't say anything to him. No, absolutely not. It was so funny. Hey, you're that kid from the YMCA. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. Um, and now, drum roll, the Batman. Evan, 
the Batman. You saw it twice. I did. What were your initial thoughts? Your opening statement. Opening statement. It is one of the oh, best. Spoilers oh. ahead. Sorry. Spoilers ahead. James Bond died. There's no big spoilers in this one, though, so don't worry. <laughs> um, one of the best directed, you know, filmed, planned together, thoughtful uh, movie that we've sent we've seen for like the superhero genre you know dc or marvels it's been put together in a long time if not the best one um you can argue it's better than dark knight you could um but overall i think just the quality of the movie stands apart and then a lot of people can gripe about you know here and there but if you like take a step back and you start analyzing the different parts and why and who does what i think you'll get a more appreciation the more you watch it so like for example um people were complaining that uh robert panson doesn't really show his true self as bruce wayne um but he's in his second year as batman and he's had an argument in the movie with Alfred about how he doesn't care about his family's worth anymore. So he's only focused on Batman. That's why you don't really see him that much as Bruce Wayne. He's kind of on the darker side of like he wants vengeance. He wants to figure out who killed his parents. That's kind of why you see only a little part of the dark Bruce Wayne. You're saying as opposed to like in the Dark Knight or yeah, Dark Knight where like Bruce christian bale gets dressed up and goes to a fancy party you're saying Correct. like there's not that you okay. don't see as much like some people like seeing the bruce wayne aspect of it the playboy yeah. bruce yes. wayne aspect correct i like that they did a different tone like it would have been kind of lame i thought if they just like copy and pasted the dark knight format so i did enjoy and i guess my background is we we joke i think we've mentioned on here that i'm not deep into the dc marvel weeds so i'm not i can't compare it to other movies like that but i am a diehard at least dark knight fan like not a big deal don't want to hurt anyone but i own the trilogy box set of the dark knight and would watch it a lot even batman begins i've seen it at least twice which is high praise because people just poop on that movie all the time sneaky really good anyways so i think i just have a nostalgia of it and i'd i don't it's not even worth comparing in my mind like obviously it is for like the hot takes and the opinions but like i will say this movie's a hundred percent worth the money and the biggest thing that just blew me away was how well produced and like shot it was the cinematography as i guess movie critics call it was fantastic there's so many unique and close-up shots like even just the details of how many times they zoomed in on batman's boots as he walked and you had the good sound effects as he slowly approaches something or the scene when the penguin is flipped upside down in his car and you get his perspective of laying upside down looking at the fire and batman walking through like it was a, a visually stunning movie if you just even even if you didn't even like the plot you could just watch the movie and be like wow i'm entertained for 13 to 15 dollars on a weekend night so definitely worth seeing in the theaters I would agree with with what both you said. I really liked how it was shot. Thought the, as Grant said, the cinematography was very good. Um, really cool shots. It's always dark, which I usually don't like that, but it played pretty well in this movie. And it was always raining. Thought that was a little strange, but also made sense for the the tone of the movie. Um, overall, I'd say it was really good. I did think that there were some super cheesy moments as there are in most superhero movies. But as a whole, I liked it. It was super dark. 
and I'm all I'm all for that. What were the natural follow-up there is what were your cheesy moments that you thought? Yeah. Um Catwoman drinking a glass of milk. <laughs> that, that really bothered Alex. That just looked, I didn't did not sit well with me for some only, reason. I just the thought only it was time weird. He, the only time he spoke to me the whole movie was like he just said milk. <laughs> well, just because, you know, cats drink milk. I just thought that was super cheesy and just completely unnecessary. Um other cheesy moments. <laughs> well, Grant, we talked about this one, but when the penguin is upside down in the car and Batman just comes up and he's just like those like the this. way he leaned. I, I was so trying funny. not to laugh, but it was just like the most awkward thing. He just like laid down and was like looking at him. Thought that was pretty funny, and it wasn't supposed to be funny. So I would say there, it's a there was. Plot. I wrote that down. Unintentional funny. I don't know if I'd call them cheesy, but they just were like a pretty serious movie overall. But there were some points where you just laughed, and I'm not sure they intended for you to laugh when he busts out his wingsuit for the first time and just completely falls and <laughs> smashes into a bunch of stuff. I just was laughing at like how terrible that was. You know, I I liked the idea of him flying. I wanted it to be longer. It's one of like the small things I didn't like. I wanted that scene to be longer. I want to see him fly more. But in fairness, I was like, well, maybe this is his first time doing it. And that's why he looked like it. That's why he got rocked. Like and I didn't like just the camera angle when they would show Batman flying like almost like a GoPro over his head. I didn't like that shot. But yeah. other than that, I mean, I don't have any really anything to gripe about this movie. Uh, I thought. How most- did you, how did you feel? I have an important question because I've heard a lot of complaints about the whole like love thing with Catwoman. If how, you, how did you don't feel about that? Know what Catwoman's character is based off of comics and previous animated series and previous movies. If you don't know what Catwoman's like character supposed to be, then you're not a true Batman fan and you shouldn't complain about like the love interest. That's the whole point of like But how do act- you think it worked in this movie specifically? I'm not saying I'm one of the people, I'm just telling you what I've heard. Very well. The I uh what's her name? Zoe Kravitz. Yes, she did a flawless job and I think any time that she was like the lead role on the scene, I think she did was the takeaway or how do you want to put like the best person on camera in her scenes that she was shot at? Um, she fumbled the bag one time and it really irked me. She had her big moment in the sun, had it all planned out to shoot her real father, Far- Farconi. Falcone? Falcone. Falcone. Falconery. That just sounds. <laughs> Second time. You've done Whatever. That. Laps in my brain. You get the point. So she comes back into the room where he's watching the news. And instead of just blowing his brains out, she just talks to him for like a minute about what she's going to do and her revenge and just absolutely misses by a mile. And I was like, that just, it would have been more, it would have been more, I told Alex this because it's like what kept it from being all time. Like, and you think about the, have you both of you guys seen The Departed? Yes. So I'm not like that. You're obsessed with that movie. That ending when the, the, shit goes down they don't like warn you about what's going to happen people just get shot in the head and i think if you just like they filmed it i don't know how they would do it matt reeves but if they just filmed it where it was an unexpected shot to his head you knew she did it obviously because she was planning to i think that would have been more impactful than this like kind of corny oh you know what you did now i'm gonna shoot you and she just misses and then it's just this chase scene but obviously like they wanted the plot to keep going and then that had to lead to him getting shot by the riddler but I guess if there was more just like in your face moments, I think that would have been better. Or I don't know. Like where it's like, oh, that's a plot twist. I didn't see that coming. There were some of them, but a lot of times it's like, okay, this is how like a superhero movie is going to play out. But overall, again, 
I mean, on a scale of one to ten, I think I was a little harsh on it when I came out of the theater. Uh, Grant basically it. hated it when he walked out. So it, was, it was alarming. I was like, wow, I didn't no. see the same movie. You were very negative about it when you walked out. I said I was glad I went. I think I rated it in the Wouldn't high watch settings. watch it again, is what he said. I did say that. <laughs> Which I it's thought also was long. super when, when, a, when a movie's north of two and a half hours, it really has to blow you away to want to watch again because it's a big commitment. Would you watch it again? Yeah, I would. Just to see if I could pick up on some more things that make it better. I have a question for Evan since you didn't really like the movie. Um, <laughs> when Batman is on the like the wire and cuts it to fall into the water, was that a suicide attempt? No, it's him changing his... Like that whole scene, like the whole scene where he's at like inside the arena... It's him changing mm-hmm. as like the uh, dark, unknowing what like he's gonna do for like the good of people. It's like him like sacrificing himself. I wouldn't say a suicide attempt, but him sacrificing himself for the good of other people that were trapped in the water. He's cutting. He's ready to die. He's basically correct. like, if I and die, then, I die. Like the whole like the flare scene. People said that whole sequence of him in the arena. They said they should have just scrapped that entire scene. But it's like a transition of him being like this vengeance and like just only wanting. Uh, revenge for his father's death to actually realizing that he needs to help Gotham city and help the civilians. I did figure that out afterwards, but in the moment of the theater, I was like, is he really just like giving up and killing himself right now? And I'm going to watch him die. And it's just a one movie type of <laughs> no. thing. I'm like, wow, that's what I thought when it happened. And I, I appreciate it more. Like I didn't like the way Robert Pattinson was going to be, uh, well, I didn't like him when he was cast and when he first got announced cast I didn't think I didn't like it, but now I appreciate him as, the Batman, I think he's going to do a fantastic job for the next couple movies. And I was cheesy on the Batmobile, but now realizing that Batman's only in the second year, um, he doesn't have the funding from like the Wayne Foundation backing him because he has nothing to do with that. So he's not like smuggling money in from all of his parents' money. He's building everything himself. He's showing his, like, I, his genius side of Batman. Um, and clearly, you know, there's some hidden Easter eggs here and there for what the next couple movies could be. Um, which I found satisfying. Did you see there's a spin a couple spin-off series coming to HBO Max? Spin-off theories coming to HBO Max. Series. 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 Sorry. Uh no, I did not. About the the police station, the GPPD, GCPD. Gotham City Police. And Department. and then there will also be a penguin series. Mm. So you're gonna need HBO Max. Thought it was cool when um they had the penguin handcuffed and they left him that he actually waddled like a penguin. I enjoyed that. The actually you know the actor's uh, name that played the penguin. I thought he would Colin did a fantastic Farrell. job. Yeah, he the is, second time I watched if you it, look I, up a picture of him. Oh, I saw it today. You know, yeah, it's crazy. I didn't believe it and I had to look it up again. I said, No, this yeah. is not the actor that played him. Yeah, no. He's a really good actor. Didn't like how easy it was for Batman to continuously walk into the mafia club and just beat everyone through the door but i guess you know you have to move the plot along it was just like he could just walk up knock and say hello and then just beat everyone's butt you know, my and just get back brother right. you know when i watched it the first time i was like yeah, i was kind of weird but my brother kind of showed like he's able to kind of get wherever he needs to in three different uh characters you know he, he did, did go in Batman, different times he did it as uh bruce wayne and then he did it as like a dark secret mission where he can't be shown as e- either True. That is good. 
that was that's a great counterpoint it kind of seemed a little bit cooler now when you say it that way hater um shout out luke who when we left watching it thursday night the first time i watched it didn't even pick up on this but he instantly said you know with the shot on the catwalk and him going into beast mode um shooting himself with like the stim or some people are saying it's the venom serum he instantly said bane could be coming back with that ben said the same thing yep i didn't even think of that until luke said it bane could be coming back um the mayor's son, unfortunately, there's rumors that there could be a uh, Robin uh, character coming I've, in the I future. thought that was possible based on how many times they showed the kid. And now, like, when you left the movie, there's rumors of a Hush character villain, you know, based off of the comic book series. And it did say Hush in the movie when they were exploiting the Wayne family. Um, so there could be that. There could also be my older brother. Well, he's actually seen it three times now, now that we're talking. Um, he kind of said, you know, now that the city is flooded, you know, you could have Killer Croc come into the aspect of things. And then I said, well, now that city's flooded, they said it's November 6th, getting into the winter. I can see Penguin take over or they're going to introduce like a Mr. Freeze character. But what about the Joker slash Two-Face character at the end? Um... Yeah. Sounds like they got a lot of options is they what do. they planned. And what. according to there's like rumors out there what Matt Reeves has said, he's kind of Matt Reeves kind of like hinted at he wants to uh kind of show a lot of characters like he did in this movie. You know, you had the cat one, we had the Riddler, you had uh Penguin and rumor has it, you know, you might have had Joker. So he might not have the Joker in the next movie and just explore other characters. Now, I would like, with the technology we have nowadays, I would love to see, like, the expanded, like, villain cast of, like, the next Batman movie. Yes, we've had Mr. Freeze, and it was the worst movie ever created in it as a superhero movie. Um, I would love to see if Mr. Freeze. Uh, but I would also see like to see, like, other prominent, like, villains in, like, Batman's world, I guess. Like, you could have a Clayface now. You could have a Man Bat. Those are the two characters that I feel like definitely would take apart. You want a Marvel blueprint for DC going forward, but just all Batman? Not necessarily. Batman. I just like using the same Grant, characters. Can't relate to this, but using the same characters over and over again. Like I, I feel like expanding and using more would make the movie better. Yeah, we've seen yeah, the yes, we've seen the Riddler, but it was also in part of that worst movie of all time. Uh, we've had Joker. How many Jokers now are out there in like the? universe i know they're all not connected but still my only two things to leave matt reeves with to think about to chew on is one find a Catwoman or female sidekick mm. that stokes my attractiveness levels a little bit higher thought zoe kravis is a stunning woman but not my cup of tea and two, let's get some sex in Batman. <laughs> Batman has sex. Oh. So let's just not let's not kiss at the end. Let's get a little James Bond little action. Let's get a little Christian Bale action. Bruce Wayne action. is a playboy in most scenarios. Yes. I think that'll be coming. Oh, yeah. I think we'll see much more Bruce Wayne in the next one, just if I had to guess. And it also, this movie is a great reminder. I'm just going to slip this in there real quick of why Batman is so great and why it's really the only superhero movies I guess I get behind is because you just see again and again how sweet he is because he has no 
superpowers really he didn't get bit by a magical spider and shoot webs out of his fingers he just lifts weights and builds cool things and beats people's faces in that point to me now like when we go back to ben affleck it was kind of more like unrealistic of like batman actually fighting superman um they kind of like made it more realistic in the aspect of when batman was fighting like a group of guys or whatnot you could see him getting hit a couple times and actually like flinching i mean he got a 12 gauge shotgun to the chest so and it grant didn't like that that's a good point grant hated that it said just, he should have it, I hate how like long the guy took to reload the shotgun and just stared at him and didn't shoot him again. But you got to build suspense. Yes. Out of it. Um, so made that more realistic. And I forgot you bring up Catwoman makes me remember. So at the end, uh, what city did was she going to go to, Alex? Uh, I can't remember. Blood Sorry, Babylon. It's the same one as uh, Nighthawk. Nightwing. Are you even Nightwing. a fan? <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while, man. It's the same city that Nightwing like follows and is like control over, just like Batman's Gotham City, Nightwing's Bloodhaven. So that'll probably be its own separate thing as well. So you could have a Nightwing series. You could have you could just expand the Batverse. <laughs> Let's bring in Lego Batman, the greatest Batman movie of all time. Lego Batman, very underrated, but people did vote that that was the worst Batman of all time. If oh. you haven't seen it, you're missing out. Yes, yeah, true. A great soundtrack. True. Great movie. I it, it really is. I like it a lot. <laughs> All right. So that concludes your second ever movie review done by us. We will hit up our third one when there's a universally desired movie for the three of us to see. I'll probably be holding the group back because Alex and Evan see much more movies than I do. But when that next one comes, that tickles my fancy. We'll be doing it. So college basketball it's march it's still march it's the first week our teams both won on sunday got some big time wins there to one for one team to get back on track for one team to in my words clinch their ncaa playoff berth i really hope they get in because i'm going to look like an absolute idiot if they don't i will go quickly with the michigan ohio state game my main takeaway was it ha- i mean i know it's like recency bias but i would say it has to be the most important win of the season and most surprising as well people can say your next games are most important but you look back at like the other ones i put it in contention with were the home purdue win and the home michigan state win michigan state more of the rivalry factor and you're still playing again in the tournament purdue when you look back at the purdue win that the blowout factor like increased michigan's net rating the most and helped them in those ranking metrics but this one was had the feeling of you have to win this game or you're going to have to do a lot of work in Indianapolis, more work than you want to have to do. And then obviously you get Dickinson with a tummy ache. Who knows what happened there? Maybe Ohio State food poisoned him. I love that theory. Um, he's probably throwing up before the game. He can't play. And somehow this team pulled together a win. Well, not somehow. I know Terrence Williams, the third, absolutely carved the Buckeyes defense was, I mean, so that's what two game two of his last three games where he's made three threes. So that's out of the blue and just getting hot at the right time. And it was on the road. Usually role players, we know the phrase they shoot better at home. He shot find a way to shot better on the road. And then Devontae Jones, I probably owe him owe him an apology. I I don't know I was a Frankie Collins guy going into the season, just as a um more fascinating prospect, I would say. But Devontae Jones has confirmed even though he has his ups and downs, like he had two turnovers at the end of the game against Iowa to to 
stop Michigan's comeback attempt. He is the point guard for this team, and he should be getting 30-plus minutes as he does, and he proved to everyone why he does. Just big play, big grown man play after grown man play. Saw why he was so good at Coastal in a game like this. Takes it over. Ohio State was shorthanded too. I'm not going to overlook that. I guess I always forget that Kyle Young like really matters for their team, but you can really see he does when their ball screen coverage is that of a sixth grade YMCA team Mm -hmm. when he's out. So I think it was just stunning that Michigan went into the half down seven with EJ Liddell and Branham firing on all cylinders at that last four minutes of the half. And then they dug deep. And some people are saying it's because Ohio State played pump it up. I don't know. I don't. Th- I think it's a football thing. Michigan just goes on a massive run. And I said in my recap, the key point was when I was going to test this. I was mother effing the TV. Michigan's up eight, wide open kick to Caleb Houston, missed a three that would have made it 11 points. He was 0 for 10 on the game. That's neither here nor there. And then the lead got cut to four. And then Devontae Jones with a tough bucket and an assist to Diabate for a dunk to get it back to eight. And when you get it back up to eight with like six to five minutes to go, that's when it's like, okay, you have a real chance to pull off this road upset. And they did. So credit to them. I do fully think they're in the tournament. Um, Other storylines for this team, the last two things is Coach Howard's return is upon us. He is back. They did not practice today, but he was holding individual meetings with the players. I personally think it's going to fire him up. I think... The way he is, I don't know. I'm curious to see how it'll change. Like, will it be an immediate? Will he be in ref's ears as much? Will he be kind of timid to come back? Or will he just thrust like the Kool-Aid man, burst through that wall and come storming into the Big Ten tournament? I don't know. But I do think that the team loves him as a coach. And I think they're not going to be, oh, we liked it better when Martelli was there or anything. Like, they're going to be they're gonna be ready to go. Like, the competitiveness is going to be there. They're going to try to prove that they can spin this as any sort of injustice against them as they want and just get back to the flow that they they were in so i think it's gonna be a good thing i could see how people could think you could make the case it could go the other way as a distraction it is going to be a media distraction because he has not talked since his post-game press conference i don't know when that's going to come people are going to ask him questions about it so gonna have to get through that hurdle and then lastly like we said will i be surprised if they lose to indiana a little bit because I think Indiana is really bad, but Indiana is the most desperate team in the country. They are legitimately the top of the first team out. So they are playing for everything. They have to win. Um, but in the same time, Michigan could convince themselves they have to win. So we'll see what happens. If you guys have any thoughts on Michigan, you can get them in. If not, we um, can go to Michigan. Yeah. State. Do you think uh, Dickinson's holding this team back? <laughs> I love that question. That is a good question. There were some, there were some uh, fire tweets. Yes, they were from Michigan State fans. since they said, yes, when will Michigan fans realize that Dickinson's holding them back? I don't think they're holding them back, but it's just interesting as like as the defensive side, Dickinson doesn't really play uh, pick and roll defense that well as he sags more. Yes, he is like a rim protector, but he's still not very active on the defensive side. So do you think he's holding them no. back just at least in the defensive side? Now where you have Musa and you have, yes, we're all not really big fans of Brandon Johns, but he's more athletic and you can switch more often on defense. I think it's fair to say defensively they become a better team when he's off the floor or out in these cases. I would say as a whole though, like if you did his whole net plus minus, I don't think he's holding this team back. I mean, there were stretches of the season when no one else could make a shot and he carried them through stretches. But... Yeah, I mean, and, and it's funny you said that because there was clips going on of Steve Lapis in the post game show saying that 
in a weird way, Dickinson's absence hurt Ohio State more because it changed their whole scouting game plan, which is quite the reach, in my opinion. But it is funny to see how narratives get spun. I saw a large Michigan account say that say that it's accurate. No, it's not a respected (laughs) a respected Michigan basketball person. That's fine, but like to say that. No, I I don't know what you're talking about. I just said that that he made some good points. That can be fine. I just think and he agreed. I don't agree. So I disagree. And that's fine. That's the beauty of basketball. It's like because the Ohio State had to have a game plan for when Dickinson sits out. There's like 10 minutes a game. So they know how to play when he's not on the floor. It's like to say that Ohio State was harmed more by Dickinson's absence is one of the dumber things I've heard say, said on TV. But it is funny to see that the narratives that come out after a game like that. Um, what, what it really does, though, when Dickinson's out is it makes it easier for Michigan to come back in a game because they have to rely on the three-pointer. If that makes sense, like they, cause like when Michigan, when Dickinson's in, they just pound it through the post and then you get down seven points and you're just trying to scrap back with tough hook shot twos. It can get kind of tough to do. So in that case, it did kind of help them be able to make some threes to come back there in the second half and pull away. So there's pros and cons of it, but overall, no, he's not holding the team back. I would say. Yeah, I think the narrative is bad, especially with Ohio State with Young out and Key played limited minutes. Um, I think it benefited Ohio State more that Dickinson was out. Yeah, they're going through. I, th- some I think that's themselves. the natural the natural thought would think that if the best player isn't playing, uh, you're in a better spot. Yeah, he'll be second team All Big Ten. He's like one of the best players I've ever seen at Michigan. And I had another point when with Juwan coming back, I think the players are going to play for him. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I do find it interesting, though, how he's going to act on the sideline more. If it's him personally saying, I need to change, or if it's like somebody higher up needs to tell him you need to like cool it down. Um, obviously, there's going to be situations in the game where he just can't control himself. Um, but it's also interesting to see how like the refs are going to handle him. Are they going to be more lenient? Are they going to be more strict? I see them being more strict and not going to get let him get away with like talking back to him as easily now. He has a big, big asterisk on his back with getting suspended. I know it wasn't at the refs. But it's coming down through the Big Ten Conference. So it's going to be interesting, especially, like you said, to Indiana. Um, I believe Michigan's in, but if they lose to Indiana, that could drop them back down into like seeding. Now you're in like the playing game, more bubble watch. Yeah, it's that's that's the main downside of his return. If you're trying to dig for one is if he does feel like he has to be more reserved. That's a disadvantage for Michigan because you want your coach working the refs. You can get annoyed annoyed when opposing coaches do it, but you need your coach to be working the refs to get calls later in the game. The best coaches in the game are mas- do master classes at that. So I am curious, like you said, to watch how he he acts out there. So I, I wonder be, if he pr- yeah. practices his handshake form too. <laughs> you know, just really get it in there and grab the elbow. Unless he doesn't want to grab elbows anymore, who knows? Sign of aggression. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, shout out BV thirteen. They asked for a oh. shout out mid show, so here, here okay. you go. I don't remember which one of you had, had the thirteen number, but the younger one, BV, younger one. Yeah. Spartan hoops back off the Schneid. Grilled up some turp butt on Sunday, <laughs> on senior night. I Alex and I were joking. I can't think of the last time I actually witnessed Michigan State. Losing senior night, we did the research, and it was Ohio State once upon a time when they were really good, I believe. What year was that? Uh, I, like, oh, wait. 
I, I did not look it up on Sunday. I looked it up like oh, a year ago. Like every year, Alex ago. and I had this yeah, discussion that Michigan State on, never loses. Let me just tell you. My guess is 2012. Had, had to be one of their, like, uh, obviously, Thad Mata. Brandon Dawson top, tore his ACL. Top that five game. teams. State simply doesn't lose. Evan, you were there for the roller coaster of this game. Walk me yes. through your emotions um, of this game in the stands. <laughs> we're on top of the world. We suck again. We won. True. Um, there was a little nervous energy in there. Like we just got throttled during the week. It wasn't even fun. Um, you know, there's some doubt, and they're like, "Are we really going to lose three games and have the worst week in Michigan State history? Um, we're going to back into the tourney." Um, you saw a little fight at the beginning, which is exciting. Got out. Played fantastic in the first half. Defense was obviously a f- point of focus in the two days that we had off. Um, and then I think it was just a lot easier getting into our offense. Yes, Bingham hit a couple threes, you know, out of the ordinary. Maryland's not going to start 0 for 12 from the field on Thursday. But it just felt good that a lot of guys contributed and they're not relying on one or two guys to have like a good game. It was a more complete team effort. Um, I know Hogar didn't play in the second half that much, but that he was in the doghouse for Tom Izzo from what I saw on the bench. Um, yeah, it, it does suck that we gave up a 20-some point lead or 20-point lead. Um, but Eric Isle got hot, and he's been a Spartan killer for the last, like, four years. Um, you can go back to the Big Ten tournament last year. What He would just isolate whoever he was on him. He was taken to the hoop. This time was, I don't care where I'm at on the court. I'm going to shoot this three, and... There was a stretch where he made four or five. So tip your cap to them. Um, I just thought it was like a really well, like team game. Nobody really stood out to me. Um, Aikens played more minutes. Yes, he didn't really wow me offensively. I know defensively, I know his plus minus was plus 22. Uh, Christie struggled a lot. That's why Aikens played. Uh, But it was just a well-rounded like team effort. And I think going forward, like this is like the, film that I would show them over and over and over again and just everybody doing their part in small situations that contribute dramatically. We had like three turnovers in the first half. I think two of them were offensive like pick play fouls. And then like we got fouls in the second half. Fat Russell might be the fastest kid I've ever seen on the court. He um, is lightning in a, a bottle. Bo- he's a blur. He was also working the refs hard. I don't in fairness he is short. He's shorter than uh Walker. Um, I don't. He was not getting the calls that he should be getting when he was driving down. Bingham the did throw him down on the ground, and Correct. it didn't get called. Yeah. Um. All in all, well, well-rounded game. Uh. And I think to get the monkey off the back of like Izzo finally getting six sixty three might be on some of like the players' minds. Senior night. Um, it's a lot easier to play when you have something to play for. So it's good to go into the tournament. I hate playing Maryland again. I wish we played Penn State. Um. But we'll see how much fight Maryland has now that they are guaranteed a losing season and they're not really playing for any tournaments. Just so we're we're caught up here, I'm at 2007-2008 season yet, and I have not found a loss yet. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. But I agree with your thoughts on the game. With most of what Evan said. Um, Where do you disagree then? I, I guess I don't disagree with anything <laughs> Uh, I did think no one really stood out, but the whole team played well, and that's something that has not happened much in the last eight years, it feels like, but really just the last couple okay. months. Right, right. Um, the, My biggest thing with this team, though, is they've proved they can play well at home. 
Uh, they haven't played well away from home in quite a while. So it's just hard for me to look at the Maryland game and think that everything's fixed and everything's fine and they're, they've caught some momentum because I'm not really sure. Uh, I do think and agree with Evan playing Maryland a third time is not ideal, especially four days later after you just played them. However, I think we match up really well with them. And you got a pretty favorable draw, so ride your momentum into into the Big Ten tournament, see if something can happen. So I don't know. Nothing nothing crazy takeaways from, from that game. And I don't really want to talk about the rest of the week because that was awful. So unless you know Totally fair. Good vibes like in March. To, yeah, we're <laughs> no, just trying I won't to put try you to ride good vibes. It's not fun to get Bohannoned. No one mm. enjoys that. No. No, it's not. <laughs> I do enjoy getting when Branham goes off because I love that kid. So I can like get through that. But when Bohannon's just carving my team up, I don't. I don't have update. I found the last time Michigan State lost on Senior Day. Any guesses? Uh, probably a Manny Harris led team. Two thousand six. Correct. We lost to. Lost seventy eight sixty five at the Breslin Center. We finished the season twenty and ten. And were a six seed in the NCAA tournament and lost to George Mason. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Who went to the Final Four, Grant? Yep, correct. W- watch it. I, yeah. I, was, I was on a cruise. That's <laughs> uh, still embarrassing. Illinois, number 10 ranked Illinois. On uh, they were coming off of their Final Four trip. Yeah, the they following were. year, 2006. Yeah. We actually finished the season with four straight home games and lost three of the four. Mm, very good. That means we lost the Big Ten at home. Good for you guys. Well, it's 2006. Let's move on from it. You know, we were nine yep. years old. Present day problems. Listener question. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. Just just question. Might be the solution. Not AJ Hogard. AJ Hogard is the solution. <laughs> Should Max Christie and Jane Aikens split minutes? Let me ask it in a better way. Should yeah. Jane Aikens take some of Max Christie's minutes? You're welcome, listener. <laughs> I think he's earned the right to some more minutes, but I also don't think Max is going to play that bad every single game. And Max also can shoot the ball a lot better than Jaden, and we kind of need offense, especially considering the half-court struggles that we've had all season. So, yes, he should get some more minutes. No, he shouldn't just split minutes to answer the question directly. 100% agree with Alex. I think this is on a game-on-game basis where how Matt Christie is playing um, he does a lot for the team that you probably don't realize. He's usually guarding the best player. Um, he kind of gets plays run for him. He knows how to run like the offense when it's down the shot clock. He can flow through the offense easily. Jaden's kind of he's not lost on offense, but he doesn't he can't generate a shot as much as Max Christie can. Um, but Jaden can play just as good as defense. Um, there was times that he was out there on Ayala uh, on Sunday, so. The team's showing more trust in him. Um, he's scrappier. He goes for rebounds, offense and defensively. So I'm with Alex. I think he should get a couple more minutes here and there. Um, but I wouldn't split him with Max. Max does way too much for the team that goes unnoticed. I do think Aikens will be very important if Michigan State's going to do anything in March because he's a he's a different type of athlete that we lack. And in fairness, Jaden Aikens is the first guard to come off the bench. He is. Away he does, from Hogarth. I mean, okay, you have Hogarth as a point guard. Aikens is the next guard to come off the bench because you have Marble and Hall that come off, but they go for uh, Bingham and Hauser. So Aikens is like the first wing player to come off the bench. Yeah. 
for our listeners the the reason the, the reason behind maybe he's asking besides your eye test i did just quick game log in the last 11 games for michigan state max christie has hit double digit and point scoring twice and i think you probably won those you know, obviously one beat purdue he scored 11 points surprisingly at penn state he scored 10 and that was a mm. tight tight loss I don't want to talk about But yeah, that. so his double double digit scoring, kind of like the Rocket Watts weird stat from last year. Yeah. If Chrissy hits double digits, that's kind of how Michigan is with Caleb Houston too. Except for that's why Ohio State was such an anomaly. If those two freshmen that were heralded recruits can get double digits and be efficient with their double digits, both teams have a really good chance to win games. Let's do some predictions that so people can make fun of us when we're wrong. I got to look up the Leaks. I have screenshots of brackets here. So Are you we're just going to read this each matchup. No, we're no, going to do the vote thing like we did last year. No, you're no, no, no. no. It's just gonna you, be, who's going to win the ACC tournament, Alex? And you're going to give your pick. And he's like, Evan, who's going to win the ACC yeah. tournament for you? Yeah, we're we're only gonna we'll do the actual picks for the big bracket like we did last year, but we're not going to go through. Everything. I thought we were going to do well, that but, for the right. Big Ten tournament right. because that's right. what we did last year. All right. Pitt Boston College, the 12 and 15. Nah, I didn't, I didn't mean the, the other ACC. conferences. I just meant the 2 big p.m. on the ACC network. Who do you got? Um, oh, who's right. going to win the ACC tournament? Duke. Bracket, I'm sorry. I'm going Duke. The you, know, you know the teams, Evan. You know the vibes. You, you, can figure, you don't need a bracket. You know this conference. I don't know this. I think it'll really. be Duke and North Carolina in the final if, if the bracket allows that. It I got to see the seating. I'm sorry. Permission granted. Um, ACC men's tournament. I'm looking. It's feeling Duke because of the embarrassment they had on Coach K's last home game. There's I love revenge factors in conference tournaments. It's a grant staple when it comes to picking these things. So Duke does have something to play for, even though they did win the West. No, season Dame is the easily. Deal. Yeah, Duke some good batting good, value man. there. Some good batting value there. Duke North Carolina final, and I'll take Duke. I'll take Duke as well. I'm with Grant over like the whole, uh, uh, what do you want to call it, Coach K. But if I'm a senior on Revenge. that team, I don't know if I'm playing as hard, um, <laughs> because they didn't get a senior night because of it. So asterisk there. <laughs> the the patches on the polos with the K were it was a step too far, in my honest opinion. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Coach K. We know. I'm sure I'd love him if he was my coach, like which is on either. the outside. It seems like way too much. Um, you took Duke, Evan. I did take Duke. Duke, 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 yeah, Duke, Duke okay. Dukies, the beast, the biggest tournament in the Garden, the Mecca. Who we got? Baller Bulldogs across the board. Mm. Feels right. Mm. I will not be taking about this tournament is wide. I will open. take Villanova. Okay. I like I'm going that. UConn. Is it too soon? Oh, you have to. That's your. Team. That's my team. I hate everything about UConn. Well, they're good. Well, it, it, the main reason is because they lost me a bet when they were up twenty-one. All they had to do was cover eleven and a half point spread, and they blew it against Georgetown, who was the worst team in that conference. Pick Georgetown, Grant. <clears throat> nope. Chalky chalk. I will. Well, it's not chalk because of the two, but I will go with Evan Villanova in a in a comp in the um, in a tournament as a student of the Big East. There's just no UConn's probably the best threat because I think Providence will just I I wouldn't be here's my hot take I don't I wouldn't be stunned if Providence loses their first game and doesn't make the semifinals I think especially if it's Xavier if they beat Butler Xavier is on that last four in line they need a win like that I could definitely see the eight seed Xavier making the semis 
But outside of that, I think Villanova is the most disciplined. They have a senior guard, best leader, Gillespie. Villanova. We'll do the Big Ten last. Big 12. Big 12. Who we got? This is loaded. I have Baylor. This is a great conference. I thought you were going uh, SEC there, so I was looking at the SEC. I have Baylor. I think they're playing better now down the stretch than other teams are currently. I'm going to go wild card in this one. Give me the Red Raiders. Okay. Okay, I'll make plus 1,000 odds. I'll make it a true Neapolitan ice cream sandwich, three different flavors. Give me the Texas Longhorns, the fighting Chris Beard. Chris Beard going to win his first year in there? That would be He's upset that the Red Raiders spanked his little butt around the regular season, and he wants vengeance on this league. Vengeance. Where's that game? Where's that uh, championship played at, does it say? The T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. Duh. Always in Kansas (laughs) Kansas City. Oh, my gosh. Let's go to the Pac-12. Damn it, again? Because I'm feeling like it. <laughs> Who we got here? The Buffs are a four seed? That feels wrong. Yeah, they are. Uh, Shout out Mel Tucker. <laughs> I got UCLA. I think they're too talented on offense. Yes, hand up. I don't watch enough Arizona basketball. Yes, Arizona is better. Um, but they split with UCLA. Um, I just like the way UCLA plays. I think they're more a complete team. And they have the experience, McCronin, underrated coach. So, I'm also all in on UCLA, but for the purpose of going different, I'll just give a dark horse. Oregon Ducks. Sneaky five seed there. The Civil War to start off the... Desperate team. Grant's favorite. Tournament of champions. I'll take Arizona. Chalk McGee. Blech. Got NBA talent all over that team. Let's do the SEC. Ah, finally. I'm ready for this one. Arkansas. Razorbacks, the four seed, cutting down the nets. Must bust. Plus 3,500 odds. Wow. Value. I'm going with the hottest team in the SEC right now, the Tennessee Volunteers. I'm going to go with Auburn. Um, Smart. Probably the right choice. Too much talent. Well, Shout people, out to Amos. They have like the big three, I guess, for on their team. Um, SEC is pretty solid. SEC is sneaky solid. Auburn, Kentucky, Bama, you know, LSU, I don't Tennessee, like on DraftKings, Arkansas. Like you, you can't parlay like like future like conference winners. You can't parlay them. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, you should be able to bet if they'll reach the semis. We should get in the weeds with these things. Yeah, I also like LSU's value at the five. They play great defense. When they used to not. But Arkansas feels right. Because Kentucky's going to win it all. So Kentucky's yeah. not going to win their conference tournament. Kentucky they can't win, win it all and win your conference tournament unless you're Ken Walker. <laughs> all right. Am I missing any other major ones or is it Big Ten time? Uh, the MAC. We have to do no. the MAC. I did not do the American. I got Toledo. Toledo. Toledo's I don't have any Mac. of these. Right. I'll go with you guys. Toledo. I got Houston winning the American. I have okay. Memphis winning the American. <laughs> Give me Wichita State. Oh, they're bad, dude. Guys. They're very really terrible. <laughs> the Big Ten, I'm going to start with the opening statement of Wisconsin <laughs> everything up mm, by whoa. blowing a game against the... Bro- yeah. Yeah, Alex. F word. My, my one wish for this season of basketball, because Michigan is not meeting their preseason expectations, was to get revenge on Wisconsin on the court, not with head slaps. And they blew a game against Nebraska. 
And then Iowa missed 12 plus free throws to lose to Illinois. And some are saying the Big Ten, and I haven't floated this out there too. It was a conspiracy theory for they did not want the hostility between Wisconsin and Michigan so soon. So I'll buy into that theory. I have no other explanation for Wisconsin losing to Nebraska. I know Johnny Davis got injured. They were playing terrible before that. So it's pretty embarrassing uh, for them to duck us like that. As a team who was accused of being of ducking other teams early in the season, I understand. I, now I get how it feels. It feels bad. But nevertheless, let's get into what we're thinking here. You guys can throw a little teaser of how you think your individual team is going to do as you make your pick as well, just because I know we talked about their past week, but not how we think this is going to turn out for them. I just think it's interesting. Um, you know, everyone says Vegas knows. Michigan State is the third best odds to win the Big Ten tournament on the website I'm on. Got to feel good. Mm. That, that's like that. Injury update. Grant's Medical Center. Johnny Davis ankle injury expected to play. He's playing. Ankle. Expected. Oh. Sprained ankle. ankle. Was in a boot. Confirmed. A little walking boot. Oh, Should be I good had to go. I had a medical expert at my house earlier saying he doesn't think it's that serious. He thinks it's just a back. <laughs> Take that with a great right, I saw sprained nose. ankle. Hurt his back. I believe it's a sprained ankle. He, that was totally he's going to play banged up. That was totally of him watching the game probably for like 30 seconds and he saw it happen. So Love it. Take it with a grain of salt. For my team, uh, I'd be devastated if they lost Indiana because I think Indiana is cheeks. I already said that. And then I'm fully expecting Michigan to extend their Juwan Howard record against Illinois to 0-6 instead of 0-5. So Friday exit for the boys in blue, most likely. If they beat Illinois, it's hard to beat a team six times in a row under one coach. That'd be sweet. And then, if they win that game, there's a real chance they're in the finals because they're going to get Iowa Rutgers winner. So not bad there. So you guys are going to be in the finals. Let's just cut to the chase. If you're not in the finals, it's a disappointment. Uh, I'd like semifinals. I'm just going to start that narrative. I'm gonna, that's how you set the bar high, Evan. I just say it and say it first. The way this was set up, rigged for Michigan State, rigged for Sparty. Tom Izzo's 663 wins. They want to get going. They Stop. want a seven-seed Michigan State to win this, get hot, go to the Final Four. It all starts in Indianapolis. Just Evan's going to see it in person. Maryland's dead. Wisconsin is injured across the board. Uh, you'll lose Alex, to Purdue. I just changed my mind. <laughs> on this is we're the third highest. Uh, Vegas insider. He, he's yeah. He's living in a fantasy land. There's no chance that's true. Yeah, we're eight. Uh, Vegas. Bro. Vegas insider has Purdue <laughs> plus two ninety, Illinois plus three twenty, Michigan State plus four twenty five. Alex is living in a fantasy land. I'm not living in a fantasy land. I'm reading this <laughs> website right in front of me. Five hours ago, it was posted. Both of you guys got Michigan State winning this thing? Uh, no, no, I don't. Man. I have Michigan State don't beating be Maryland. Squeaker is going to be another. It's going to be like we're not going to win by double digits against Maryland on Thursday. Just get that through your head. Prepare like your health condition and like your mental state. Like it's going to be a down to the wire. Like we played at Maryland. Um, okay. I do like us playing, matching up with Wisconsin. Um, play them twice, split. We both won away, surprisingly. Uh, but I do like that matchup. So I have less do upsetting Wisconsin. I don't know why Johnny Davis would play. I get it. He's competitive nature, but I think Wisconsin needs to see big picture here. Yeah, I might hurt him seeding, but big picture. They have a chance to go far in the tournament with a fully healthy Johnny Davis. Um, if they force him to play, I think it would be stupid of them because Big Ten tournament doesn't really mean anything to a team that already has, is in the tournament. 
I do. And then I Purdue. It's gonna be a home crowd for Purdue. Uh, and Jaden Ivy will not play as bad as he did in the Boston Center. I feel like he would go for like thirty points against us. So I like Purdue's matchup in the second time against us. So semis. I think semis to winning it all. I have, I have Illinois winning it all. That means uh, wow. Well, part of me thinks if Ohio State's healthy for this Big Ten tournament, they'll beat Purdue. Michigan State will get to play Ohio State after they beat Wisconsin. Michigan State will beat Ohio State. This is the dream scenario. They'll waltz into the finals, and they're going to play the Iowa Hawkeyes because they're oh. going to beat Illinois after just losing by only a couple. Alex, you realize if we play Iowa... And we will lose. Yes, they would start ten for and ten. And I will win the Big Ten range. tournament in a, in a dream scenario of mine. What I realistically think will happen is Purdue, like handles the Big Ten and wins. There's only three teams that can win this tournament: Purdue, Illinois, and Iowa. Iowa, Fran McCaffrey stinks in the Big Ten tournament. I'm pretty sure I heard someone say on a different podcast he's won one Big Ten tournament game in his career. Well, Boo. They beat Michigan State in the semifinal once, so they've had to win one of them one. Okay. Moving on. Illinois won last year. Hard to win two years in a row. It's tough to do. And they also creamed their jeans at the fact that they finally won a regular season title since when I was like in diapers. So As they should cream their jeans for that. Yeah. Shared titles. Purdue. Revenge factor. Should have won the Big Ten this year. Most talented team. Four buzzer beaters against you to lose out on it. That's really tough. That would keep me up at night. Matt Painter has a chance to avenge, vengeance, all of those sins. It's Purdue. It's always been Purdue. It's Purdue. Purdue, Iowa Jane final. Ivy masterclass. That's what I got. It would be interesting if it was Purdue, Illinois, because Purdue beat them twice in the regular season. So tough to be a team three times. So that would be interesting from that perspective. Are burying Rutgers and then burying Illinois. I'd love to see Rutgers win it all. That would be my dream pick if I couldn't pick my own team. I'd love to see Rutgers win it all. I saw a prediction today that uh, the winner of Northwestern Nebraska is going to beat Iowa, and it's going to be the conference tournament shocker. Really possible. Both those. Well, Nebraska's playing good ball. Nebraska's dangerous right now. They're undefeated in March. Well, there you have it, guys. Get ready to get those receipts up when. Well, Evan, who's I hope we at least win a few of them. Illinois, he said. Oh. Bradley Underwood. They got Bradley Martin guards, Underwood. Is the reason why I picked him. Trent Frazier did not hit the kill shots yesterday in a stunning development, and they still won. The Detroit Lions free agency period tampering has begun with this podcast. Yep. We're going to lure or not lure people to Detroit. I wrote down two bullet points to try to think about how we want to do this. Guys you'd like to add or love to add. Guys you'd hate to add or don't want to add. Anyone want to go first? I will go first. Somebody I would do not want wearing the Honolulu blue next year is Amari Cooper. You can't say that. He's the best free agent. No, here's the reason. He's a diva and he's selfish. I don't want him and he's going to cost way too much. We're still in a rebuild mode. I don't think he will fit in with the whole buy-in to the hard hat, bringing a lunch pail to work every day with Dantalica. Um, everybody's like, oh, but buddy, he'll fix our free agent room, our wide receiver room. 
no, there's other there's other ways to fix the wide receiver room. You don't just go out there and get the best car and say, yes, I am now rich. Um, there's other ways to do it. Okay. Agreed with you, 100%. Great start to that. And you touched on the rebuild factor, and that's a big reason why there's not many free agents out there that I'd love to add. It's more of cautioning against spending up on guys that are closer to 30 because – I know at some point you got to sign veterans to, you know, m- complete your locker room. The Pistons are going to have to do the same thing at some point. But right now, without having the quarterback, I don't want to be splurging on guys that are, you know, 30 years old. And there's a lot of old guys in this top of this free agency class that I don't want, especially at wide receiver. So I will also echo that with the big names of Chris Godwin and whatnot. I don't want him either. I don't want him on my team. Mike Williams, I don't want him on my team. Chris Chris Godwin's twenty six. I like all these guys. They're great you guys. You just said you don't want thirty year olds, and then you just said you didn't want a twenty six year old. And then Mike Williams is twenty seven. Chris Godwin has one. Thanks for keeping me honest. I just also don't want him on my team. All right. Too much money. I'll say two guys that I would like on the team. Marcus Williams, safety, twenty six, fits the rebuild, very talented. Need need help in the secondary. Um, and then also another 26 year old, um, an edge rusher, Harold Landry. I would like, I like him Harold as well. Landry. That was on my guys. I'd like to add. I'll mm, backpack on be careful there. there. He might get franchise franchise tagged here. As of today, he hasn't been correct for well, our Evan, deadline tomorrow. We'll be sad. Yes, but he would be nice. Jesse as we Bates should have drafted did, him. So we should have drafted him to begin with way back when. Um, somebody I would like to add, yes, this is going to go completely against um, what I was just saying, but I honestly would like to add Allen Robinson. Wow. Uh, productive player. Last year, it was a firestorm in the cornerback room, firestorm as a head coach. He's had over 1,000 yards um, in every season before that. Uh, bigger body target. And if you draft somebody there, yes, the draft wide receiver is like out of bounds, but you can assess other uh, positions of need in the draft. I and he's a hometown kid, and he have you ever heard anything bad about Allen Robinson in the news? Not really. So no. he's not a problem in the locker room, and I don't think he would be a problem here. Evan, I don't hate it. My inner brain tells me it's not worth the money of dropping it on him. But I can promise you this. If we do sign him, no one will run to YouTube to watch his highlights from the glory (laughs) years before this last one faster than I will. So I will talk myself into it. I think just how his last year went. And I know the Chicago Bears coaching staff was a dumpster fire. And also mixed with our swing and misses on Tyrell Williams and Perriman. I'd be really nervous to dip our toes back into that market, but it sounds like we're going to based on rumor, rumor mills. So I have a different receiver, but I want to get Alex's thoughts on Allen Robinson first. I also have a different receiver that I'd prefer over him. So, but if we signed him, I wouldn't be mad. I know that when he was in Chicago, the last few years, he didn't want to be there and actively asked to leave. And they just like held on to him. So I'm guessing he wasn't. It's like a Odell type situation where it's just like he has no interest in playing for them. So I'm assuming wherever he goes, he he will be good again. But he is a little older. What is he? 29? Is that what he is? 28, 29. Probably the guy they were 29? talking about in that meeting. 
He's 29, so he doesn't quite fit the rebuild, but I would not be that mad if we did. It's a cool name. I can get But the it. risk there is massive because if you give him a big contract and he sucks, I would like to see how much. I mean, I don't know what he's going to start cost. scratching my head. If I'm if I'm Brad Holmes, unless I'm super confident, which I guess you have to be to be a GM, I'd be really nervous to do that because that is a quick way to just make everyone hate you and just say Brad Holmes, word, Brad Holmes word association, Allen Robinson bust. And you're like, okay, well, that was the lasting legacy of his tenure. So who's who's I, your receiver around? DJ Chark. You guys oh, know this. Gross. Texted about it. I love like the model of our friend. I always forget Troy Weaver. I always forget his name. Good high talent, high talent, high upside. Has battled some injuries, but he's a star, and he's stuck in Jacksonville. And I'm not saying Detroit's some paradise, but we have a role for him, and we have a gunsling QB named Jared Goff. We need an outside threat, and DJ Chark athleticism is unbelievable in that like fancy RAS relative athletic score charts that they use for the combine. He's like a freak, an absolute freak. And I had him on fantasy once, and he was really good for me. So that also boosts him high in my book. And he'll be cheaper. He'll be much cheaper. Twelve million a year. He'll be paid around like we're Corey Davis, Tim Patrick are. Like we're not we're not spending a bag. We're not going to seventeen to eighteen million. We're hovering Didn't around. He 11, torn his 12. ACL twice now. That feels like way too many. No, 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 no. Vehemently deny. Um, Jabril Peppers, safety well, I, I have, for the Lions. Evan, no way. I don't hate no it. Way. It's just position. It feels the position to need. I would hate all the Michigan fans saying that he would win like a Pro Bowl or something here. Um, but it feels a position of need, and he's probably gonna be on the cheaper end. He's had some injury history. There Peppers are some. Hutchinson. There are some rumors that Jabril is a Lions target. Dude, that would be kind of sick because th- I love Marcus Williams. I shouldn't say that. I don't really see him play. I don't notice him, but everyone tells me he's great. He is it makes a good me, player. When I went to spot rack for the, the salary breakdowns of free agents, when I looked at the teams who dropped bags on safeties, it was alarming. They weren't that good. They like Most of them missed the playoffs. So I get a little nervous. Because think about this. Our free agency, our big re-sign is going to be Tracy Walker. You know, like That's where we're spending our money if we're keeping someone. To go get another safety instead of drafting one feels a little aggressive. Mm. Well, I got two receivers that are coming off injuries so a little bit of a risk but their price should dip both off injuries i was going to do a on three because i think we might be thinking of the same one that you guys can guess cedric wilson no i like him a lot same team michael gallup for the he's buried on the cowboys with the cowboys are in works of finalizing i think we should take cedric wilson that's okay. Then there's another guy that's, you know, going to get slapped on because of his last couple of seasons have not been very good because of injuries. But I think the kid is very talented. And, you know, he went to the same school as Amon or St. Brown. Juju Smith-Schuster. He's 25 years old. Nope. He's get 25. Him away from my life. And he's going to demand I don't care. no money. I don't know. No, dude. He's going to be a one-year deal. I just bit my tongue there. That's a sign of growth. I don't like Juju Smith-Schuster. I, he fits similarly to... Who did we talk about off the rip of this? That we Oh, Amari Cooper. I don't want him in my locker room. Not a Dan Campbell guy. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, too much dancing. A one-year, $7 million deal seems pretty attractive to me. What's the point of hiring somebody have DJ for Chark. one year, though? Because if he yeah. plays really well, you can resign him. 
Ooh, Mo Alley Cox. Wait, he's just going to no, go somewhere bigger if he plays well here. He might as well sign him to a long-term, like a three-year All right, deal. Christian Kirk, 25 years old. I, I like the no. player. Nope. I like the player. Steps on, steps on our best receiver's toes. He's only good in the slot. We already have a slot receiver. Nope. Cordero Patterson. No, he's going to get no, back somewhere else. Too old. Uh, I do like O.J. Howard. I think we need to address the tight end room, and I don't know if drafting one would do that. Because um, now if you're drafting one, you're taking away a pick from outer position of needs. And I think like if you could sign like a decent tight end, it would benefit the team more. Yes, I know. Hey, everyone. Yes, T.J. Hawkinson's still on the roster. I get that. Um, but now with, like, the spread for, with the spread formations, um, there's nothing wrong with having another pass catcher. I don't know how old this guy is. I agree with that. I do think we need a better tight end. Than David Njoku. The shots we've taken. How old is this guy? He's 25. I Sleeper pick. I just remember seeing him from doing some games of theirs. Justin Reed, a safety from the Houston Texans, would not be bad. He'd be about $7 million, and I think that'd be a good safety for us. That's a deep, deep cut. Okay. I don't know who he is. So... <laughs> Anyone um, else I'm seeing? I mean, I'm in the 80s right now in the rankings. Yeah, so that's like that's what we're gonna we're gonna live is just in that range. How about Chase Edmonds on a one year baby deal to be with DeAndre Swift? I love Chase Edmonds. We have to get rid of Jamal Williams then. Yeah, if that happens, I'm, I'm cool sure. with that. I saw. I'm I not saw seeing one anyone article. crazy sticking out. I saw one article link us to what if we want to go after BJ Hill from the Bengals? I don't hate that. He's 25.8 years old. I feel what like unfortunately this team interior? needs to still address the defensive tackle position. Um, I think Brockers is probably going to get cut, unfortunately. Um, just in a salary cap situation, saving money here. Trey Flowers should have been cut last year or two years ago. He's getting cut, yeah. The only bad thing Ooh, with Fatu, him is that he has so much Fatu cap passed. hit where at some point, like dead cap, if you do cut him, you might as well just keep him to get something out of him um, to that certain extent. But you do save some money if you do cut him. I like Fatu Kasi from the Jets. The We're going to throw out interior defensive lineman. The guy's always caught my eye when he plays, and he's got a sweet name. That's probably why I remember him. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. And I think he has a brother that plays at Rutgers. Really deep cuts right now. What about um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling? No. No, I'd just, rather take uh, St. Brown from him, too. I'd rather take Equinemius. Might, might as well just light like money Equinemius. on fire if you're doing that. Why? We had Jerome Allison. He hasn't played in two years because he set off for COVID. And this year, he was like, yeah, you know what? I got a cheaper safety if we wanted one. Do it. Lay it on me. Whitehead from the Bucks Played at Pitt. Ooh, caught my eye. Read about him. He's pretty good. Doesn't cover at all. He just blinds he hits up in hard. the box well, and blitzes. Well, we do need a coverage every- because Tracy Walker's more of a tackling guy. Um, yeah, I guess that wouldn't be a great fit. I read that his style of play is quickly fading out in today's pass-heavy NFL, and he's just kind of, you know, what I'm reading is he he covers well for his safety while delivering punishing hits. Age, Alex? Age? Twenty-five. Different different write-ups. Different write-ups, but dependable as a starter for four seasons on a Super Bowl roster. I'll take Winfield instead. I don't think he's available. Nope, he is in his second year. Marcus May is a good safety from the with DeAndre Swift. No. Marcus May is a good safety from the Jets. No, he's old. He's 28. That's old. We're looking in the 26 and below range. Who says who? You're not Brad Holmes. 
All right, fine. Let's get an old D tackle that we know is good. Nadamakin Sue. No. 35. Um, I think that wrap, I'm just, I would just be like guessing here, but I think that wraps up my thoughts on it. I guess obviously when we actually do stuff, we'll, resp- we'll react to that. And if it's Amari Cooper, you might want to just go ahead and subscribe now for that fire taste from Evan if that happens. I'll get behind it. <laughs> um. All right. Listener cues. Some faster ones, some ones we're going to have to dive into a little bit deeper here. I numbered them so we could, I try to group them in categories that made more sense to start. So the first part is going to be more getting to know us based on questions that people asked. First question is how long have the three of us been friends? Alex, you have the best memory. Uh, Evan and I have been friends since birth and Grant and I have been since friends since we were five years old. We all were in the same kindergarten class at age five. We were all in Miss Griffiths? Griffin. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That that was my first thought. That's probably when we all met each other. So well, I met Evan before that, but yes. And then since then, kind so, of. So yeah, when we when we get mean at each other, it's not like we actually hate each other. Sometimes we probably hate each other. Two. What are your majors and or jobs? What do you do outside of the podcast? And any advice for someone looking to start one? Three question marks. Um, you want me to go first? Go ahead, Alex. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was a finance major at MSU, and I uh, I work in finance. Pretty pretty standard. Any advice? Uh, I went. Oh, yeah, any, advice. any advice for starting a podcast? Is that what the question was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just you know, get two people or another person to talk about something you like, and just do it. It's not very difficult. It's way easier than you would think. Breaking news. Isaiah Stewart, center for the Pistons, knee will not return versus the Hawks. Oh. But what Alex said, just don't force it. Just get out. If you want to do it, do it. I my also advice. Well, no, you could do it with two people, but I will say it's a little background on this show is Alex and I had like wanted to do a podcast for a while. And Evan had too. Just the three of us were terrible communicators and didn't really talk about doing it or communicate better be, with your friends That's we need we need to be like we needed to be like older to like all right yeah let's like actually do this and be in a spot where we could and alex and i would try some like two-person shows and they were so bad like i wouldn't even make my worst enemy listen to them they were so awkward mm. didn't flow too many dead spots so i think it depends on the friend group obviously or you know if they're co-workers i think three is a pretty good number also depends what you're in you need to have like know what you're going to want to talk about too yep um for myself my major Sports media at Butler University. Job. Uh, my title is a content editor for a sports website. So I basically just edit a website all day, post on social media, make graphics, whatnot. Do some stats work for football sometimes as well, but that's more seasonal. And any advice? I would say the biggest piece of advice is before you start, it might seem like too much planning, but basically lock down how much you want to do this and like commit to meeting that schedule for at least six months or so because i think the biggest thing was podcasts at least for me when i listen to them if someone doesn't post for a while i kind of forget about their show and like you just you want the people that listen to you to know like like our show it's coming out once a week pretty much unless we announce it's not like we can't so they know it's coming out once a week we're not the most consistent like with each day it drops like sometimes ours drop tuesday sometimes wednesday but like for the most part you know if you follow this podcast it's coming out once a week i would say that's the biggest big advice too 
uh, major, kinesiology major, still there, uh, more personal training, exercise science field. Um, biggest advice, I would say just stick with it and who cares about what people are saying that you're doing a podcast. You're going to get some Great supporters. Advice. You're going to get point. some people to laugh at you, be like, why are you doing that? Um, but if you truly just enjoy talking, you're going to find the fans. And then just nowadays, pick up on your social media. Uh, Grant does a fantastic job. And so if one of you are good at it, um, that's where you can draw more fans in. So pick up a social media and then stay with it no matter what. It definitely helps that Grant is, you know, his real life job is, you know, similar to the job he does with this. Hey, thanks, guys. So thanks, Grant. Great thanks, job, Grant. man. Number three. Basketball. So these are, these are still about us, but basketball related due to March. Who would win a three-point contest out of the podcast members? We'll define contests as how the All-Star Weekend works in the NBA. That kind of format. Mm. Who is winning between us? Let's do old school, not with all the stupid uh, double beer points balls and Mountain Dew balls. <laughs> Just like good old-fashioned five balls on a rack around the spots. Who's winning? Is, is this in our current form? Like, we're shooting today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You, we get to go into a gym and warm up <laughs> for like 20 minutes. What do you guys think? I mean, I like my I chances, but it also, like, I mean, I, I honestly see think each we one all of think us we win. Would win. Yes. Yeah. And then I can see all of us each lose, like, pretty badly. I really think it depends on the day for, like, all of us. Sometimes it, we shoot the lights out of a gym, and the next day we probably shoot one for 20. So I think any of us could win. I don't think there's like a clear winner. All of us are inconsistent enough where we could lose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number four, basketball related again. Who would win one-on-one overall between you three? Uh, Grant, because he's the tallest and has, you know, the length. I was blessed with height. Mm -hmm. I like my chances in a one-on-one. I think I could grab a win at some point. But also, if you guys got hot from three, I'd lose because, you know, that's the nature of one-on-one sometimes. I don't think any of us would dominate either. I think it's very similar, but Grant does have a small advantage. Alex, I beat you like <laughs> 10 games in a row on one-on-one once. I know this was like five years ago, but... Never yeah. forget. Uh, playing sports <laughs> against Grant <laughs> isn't was really there? fun. I also just like stopped trying after it's like three to zero because Grant's just a psychotic competitor. Oh. So that also is... I'm another. also a competitive freak. Evan, you versus Alex, who's winning that match? I, I like my chances a lot, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Alex got the height. <laughs> Alex got the height on me, though. You know, um, I do play a lot of one on one still today. Um, I have my competition. Play a lot of twenty one. So you know, I'm still in the basketball game. I just we are back in it now. So I get that. I need to go five on five sometime. I do all this like shooting and stuff. I need to test it out in the game. Five on five Preferably will humble some- you. Um, how well you are in shape, like. <laughs> cardiovascular wise not like muscular wise yeah. it will humble you fast it is tiring the court the y is pretty small so that's gonna help mm. for sure when i finally do fifth question dogs or cats dogs dogs all day every day i hate cats not close yeah agreed this is a runaway to the cat haters or cat and lovers. honestly yeah i mean i'm not gonna say mean things about cat lovers i won't do it i've had several cats i don't like them them cats <laughs> not your cats cats in general well i guess that also means your cats oh my god there is a juicy question number nine 
Did I not? <laughs> oh, wow. Did I not mark a... You guys seen this? I did not mark a six. Did I just... A little dyslexia here? Uh, I see 11, 3, 4, 9, 10, 2, 5, 8, 7. So it's just all over the place. Yeah. So seven. And this... Oh, that's why I made this one seven because it's a advice, but it's also getting to know more about us as well. So two-part question here for the boys. We'll just do the first part first. Who was the most popular between us when we were in high school? I think we were all in the same friend group. So it was all the same. I was going to say that, like, not to bullshit or just take the easy road. I think it'd be a, like this. If you asked people that we went to high school with, they'd say, yeah, those are basically. If, if I was going to give an answer people. that isn't all three of us, I would say Evan talked to more people than me and you. Evan had a wide range, he had a bigger range of friends. So, and, and Evan also won Homecoming King or Tickwis King? Uh, Tickwis. So, Tickwis King. That counts for something. Mm. I. I was on it once. I didn't win, and Grant was on it once. I think too. Yep, didn't win. So Evan, congratulations! Most not a, not to brag. Was Stats on it back lie. to back. Was on it. Homecoming court didn't win it. Redemption Tickwist. <laughs> There's our <winner>. answer. <laughs> um, but the yes, redemption. we were all the same friend group. Kind of all hung out together. Evan rigged the vote. Um, yeah, I won't say one yeah. was more popular than the other. And then leading into that. In this case, guy's scenario, I wonder if that means he's popular, trying to read into this. He's asking, should he focus... That is a random question to, for his next question. Should he focus on the social aspect of high school or the sports aspect? His senior year is coming up. He's currently a junior at Dexter. Hopefully, that doesn't expose Go Dreadnoughts. He's, he's good. Shout out Phil Jacobs. He's good at sports with a couple lower level NAIA offers and passionate about it, but wants to make sure he has a good balance. Any advice would be sweet. We don't we know if this is a guy or a girl. Correct. There would be nothing there to indicate. I wish the sport was mentioned. That, well, yeah. Are we going to sport shame? No. If you're sick at swimming, NAIA, just give it up. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> you got to think about I your long-term think... future, man. I think and like god this is a really tough one because my gut was like live it up and go social but when Alex and I have had late night conversations about if we could restart our life from this age or younger we always say like we would just go balls to the wall with athletics and try to make it to a decently big college and now this person is saying they're NAIA and I know it's late in the recruiting cycle because recruiting, you know, you're usually recruited fully out by your junior year. But you could like devote the next year of your life to getting absolutely sweet at your sport, like the best you can, and then maybe go to your first school or pick up a late offer. And even if you go NAI transfer, I kind of feel like you should just go. You should go eighty twenty sport. I think you should go for it. I think because this. Um, do you have anything else? Sorry, I thought you were done. No, that's pretty much it. I was thinking about how that could backfire, though, because if you go all out and you don't have a good social aspect in college, it might suffer. But I think you're going to have a good social aspect in college if you're a pretty good athlete at your sport. That's typically how that formula flows. I think um, most of your memories in high school are are sports-related. At least that's how it is for most of me and my friends. Um, we talk about our high school sports moments all the time still. So you definitely still want to be good at that and still commit to that. But if you're like, you know, halfway, th I mean, I don't know how many sports you play. You could play three sports. If, if there's some sports that you're not 
as good at, you should still play them, but you probably don't need to go balls to the wall in those seasons. But in the season of your main sport with the NAI offers, should you should yeah, just give it your all and you're not gonna miss out on much by practicing during the week. It's not like kids are like hanging out and doing a bunch of stuff during the week. At least I don't know. I was always had practice and so were Grant and Evan. So I don't really know what else you would be doing. So I would just, you know, commit to it. If you like sports and you said you're passionate about it, there's no harm in like committing to it. As long as you don't just like block everyone out and not talk to any of your friends. But I assume all your friends probably play sports. 100% play sports. The best memories can be made from sports. Don't give it up. Um, especially in high school. Don't give it up in high school because you regret it for the rest of your life. Uh, you know, the whole like where you want to go afterwards, if you want to play low level or you want to just like a regular college route, I would say don't get distracted in what other people are doing. Um, I didn't go to a four year university right away. Just whatever you do, be confident in it and be happy with what you did. You don't have to live up the main, you know, movie or social media aspect of college. As long as you're happy where you're at, you're always going to find friends. You're always going to find something new in life that takes up your time. Uh, I would say that. Also, if you want to go to a lower level school and you're like in play sports, but you're afraid you're going to miss out on like the aspects of a big school, like parties and all that. I mean, I'm sure you're going to have friends there and you can just go visit. That's what Evan did for two years. So, I mean, you can totally do that. And there's no shame in that. If you get really good at your sport and even if you're going to an Adrian college, a hope college, great colleges, you're going to have a fun time socially as well. Like it's all going to like go. You're still going to have hand fun. in hand. You'll have new, yeah. you'll yeah. make a bunch of new friends. You'll be, you'll and when there's schools, a lot of benefits from playing at athletics in college. Yes. So. In smaller schools, you almost make more friends just because it's a more like tight knit community with other athletes um, and other like students. I think college is when you need to make this real decision. I think right now is keep going hard in sports. You get to college no, and you're looking no around. No reason to take the foot off the gas. You, you're looking school. around in college and you're like, you know, you see the other college athletes at that level. And you're like, man, I'm not even like better than these guys. Like how much work would it take for me to get to like a D1 level? Like would it be too much? Then you just like have some fun socially and like make the most of it. Also, that's what I would say. You're what a junior right now. So you're probably like 17 can't really do a bunch of like crazy social stuff at that age technically so you don't want to do anything like that like drinking anyways because that's not gonna that's not gonna be good yeah you never did that Alex. Uh, you no, can have I would, I would just go you mm. have like it might people might think you're weirdo but those that want to get to a big level are looked at as weird just have at least like one day per week probably a weekend like a friday night or saturday where you just like totally decompress and if have fun whatever way that is Unless you're hurting other people. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, another high school one. Another one that ties into us. I like how people are just like unloading their stuff on us and then also asking about ourselves. It kind of nice. You know, like, okay, like now you tell me about yours. Which one is this? This person says, oh. number eight, my biggest high school regret was dating the same girl all four years. Parentheses. We obviously broke up once we got to college. What are your biggest regrets from high school? First of all, Pour one out. That sucks. That, but good learning experience. That does. Good learning experience. What are ours? Uh, well, mine is perfect tie into high school. High school. High school? My perfect tie-in to our last question with sports 
is that I played basketball my freshman year and then didn't play my rest of three years. And I would have liked, because I like basketball, just focus on other things like other sports. It'd be better to play. I would have liked playing all three sports, including basketball, as my regret. So I do regret not playing all of the other three years. Anything else? No. Only regret? Wow. Well, I don't have multiple lined up, but that one came to the top of my head. Um... I don't have any like large high school regrets. Uh, mine's similar to Grant's. I wanted to play football after I had. I played my freshman year, kind of got injured. My parents didn't. My mom really didn't want me to play anymore. Uh, my junior year, I considered playing again, but I I never ended up doing it. Wish I would have done that because my friends talk about football like at least once a month when we're all together. It, it gets brought up, and it's like wow. Yeah, I was, wasn't really there for that. But I, I basically was now because I've heard every story a thousand times. So I'd say that's my only uh, like sports regret. You played in the Eaton Rapids game at this point. Basically, yeah. I was on the onside <laughs> kick. Um, biggest regret. Uh, um, there's just a bunch of like, small things. Um, just, yeah, I have some that just sparked my brain a lot of small well. like personal things that I don't really I don't know who listens to this um, <laughs> I would just say don't care what other people think of you and like don't be afraid to like try something new or go for it like gut reaction don't be afraid of what's don't be afraid to, of a no answer or what's going to happen next I would say there's a lot of those regrets that I had like oh I didn't say something or I didn't try something um, because I was afraid of what other people would think, or was afraid of like a no answer. But when now, when you look back at it, like now we're seven years removed from senior year, like it would have been just funny now. Um, yeah. So I agree. Don't don't care what people think as much. I mean, you're going to naturally care a little bit. Yeah. But don't care too much. And the only other thing that I regret is mm. I didn't apply myself probably enough in. Everything probably because I was, you know, 16 to 18. I thought I knew everything. And so I, you know, I didn't try super hard in off seasons for sports. I didn't try in school very hard. I did fine in school, but like I, you know, did my homework last second, all that other stuff. So then when I got to college and for studying and all that, had no idea what I was doing and it went uh, drastically terrible to start. So maybe I could have applied myself a little more in just like everything. Biggest regret, just do your homework. Just get it done, like, any way possible. Um, unlike Alex, I was not very good at homework in some classes. Um, as Yeah, I senior year, I took ten, two gym classes on purpose, so that's where I was at academically, <laughs> if you can guess. Um, so, yeah, just do your homework. Don't be an idiot. Be better than me. I should say that. Biggest regret. <sighs> Oh, man. <laughs> Could you imagine? If you left that in You gotta leave that. And just bleep over it. Biggest regret I didn't just like. I feel like yeah. I should. Biggest regret. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't that put that in. Whoever <laughs> wrote that in, if you want to know what those bleeps were about, somehow hunt us down. My DMs are you, like, always Ryan. open. I'm willing to talk to anyone. <laughs> Not anyone. Um. Ooh, deep one. Number nine. One of the worst feelings in the world. 
Well, it didn't happen to this person, but the situation. My buddy's girlfriend cheated on him, allegedly, but he doesn't know. It is making its way through rumor circles. Do me and the guys wait and let him find out on his own or tell him ASAP? He is going to be crushed. Uh, you tell him uh, ASAP because um, you're in the situation if you don't tell him. He most likely would be upset if you did know. Um, honestly, sucks. Telling the truth sucks. Uh, but you are also his best friend. And so like just telling him out in advance before it circles back to you can only make things worse. Yeah, he's going to be crushed. But I think no, there's not really that many people better to hear it from than his like best friends. The right answer is tell them tell him yes. the wrong answer but you could also do and i can give you some justification for is not say anything let him find out and then you know just be like oh i didn't know sorry man i mean you could just be that scumbag move and do that if, if that makes you feel better <laughs> because he's probably not going to know that you asked a question on this podcast about it but realistically what i would do i would tell him and what he's I would probably do. just going to be like, I don't believe you. Like, you're just trying to, like, get in between my relationship. That that could happen. But you just got to tell him. What I would do, what I'd like to think I'd do, and it does depend on how well you know Buddy's girlfriend, reach out to her. Say, hey, I heard you're sleeping behind Johnny's back. Johnny's a hypothetical name here. You need to tell him or I'm going to. And if she's like, that's mm, not true, like blah, that blah, too. blah. If she doesn't, then you have to go to him. And you have to phrase it really smart. The best way to deliver bad news is just quick to the point and then just kind of back away from them and let them process it all. Be like, hey, Johnny, I got to tell, tell you something really bad. Please don't hate the messenger. I think Cindy is cheating on you. Don't know if it's true. It's just what I heard. <laughs> yeah, which is not going to go well because the, the nope. person's going to get super defensive and they're going to think nope. that you're... Because they're in love. BS in them. Also, I don't don't know the age of these people. If this is high school, then it's just not a big deal. And you just, just, it'll, he'll get over it. If it's like, feels like a big deal. Fiance engagement type of thing, then yeah, this is a big, big problem. So see if you can get her to do it. Mm. Because she needs to if she's doing it. Yeah. Well, I heard you do the dirty work. If not, then you just do it. If you're, if you're close enough to ask her to do that or ask her about it, I would do that. Oh, biggest point too. When your butt, this is for, well, you're not gonna be able to, if if somehow the guy that's being cheated on hears this, when you confront your girlfriend about this situation, she goes, How did you hear that? Do not sell your buddies under the bus. Just say it. It, doesn't doesn't it. it doesn't matter how I heard it. Doesn't matter how I heard it. I just know it. Tell me. Because that is do not do that. I made that mistake once. Very, very bad idea. Creates a whole can of worms that you don't want to part when of. When did this happen? Uh, I told Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Number 10. Number 10. Is it weird to ask for a spot in the at the gym from someone you don't know? No. No. I don't think so. I would say no. A guy asked me do for I, a spot the other do day. I, do I do this a lot? No, because I'm kind of passive and I, and I can always find other exercises to do. I feel like they can get the same similar pump that I'm looking for that day. Um but it's definitely not weird. I don't feel weird when someone does it at all. I see it happen a decent amount. I would say one thing. why When you ask somebody to spot you, if they do say yes, let them know like your 
like what you're going for, your goal during the rep. Like, yeah, this is maybe my 95 to 80%. I'm looking to get somewhere around the four to five range. That would have been not shocked if you're like struggling on like the second rep or fifth rep. Um, yeah, I would be specific so it's not on your chest or like on the first rep, they're like pulling the bar up for you because you don't want that either. So I'd be very specific if you're going to do it. Personally, I, I never have asked. So I don't know. But it's not it's not weird. Also, a big part of this is just having a good self-awareness, which is almost unteachable. If the person you're about to ask looks like a standard gym bro, like they know what they're doing, probably fine to ask him. But if it's kind of a weirdo, weird looking guy that doesn't, you don't think like this is their first time in the gym, maybe don't put that pressure on him because he might panic and pee his pants. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, don't act. Don't ask someone that looks like they've never worked out before. I mean, that's probably not going to go well. Should ask someone that is massive and knows what they're doing. And shout out to that throwback of the Planet Fitness story. Uh, don't be a 50-year-old man and chastise a 20-year-old, basically me, uh, for being on his phone in between sets. And then you also look at your phone in between sets. So let's just not do Never that. Forget. Also, just don't just don't talk to people at the gym. Yeah. Unless you're like friends. Number 11. No. One we, one we forgot from <laughs> last show. This next football season, can you guys do a live tailgate stream? Would love to see how you guys act outside the show. Could we? I think so. Logistically, I d- that's where I don't know. Like, we probably could. It wouldn't be like, it would not be, you know how we do these every week? It would not be like every week we're going to guarantee it. Maybe like once. Maybe we're we not, do it once a we're season. We're not becoming college game day. If that's what It you would mean. be pretty low budget. It'd be like through a cell phone, like on Twitch app or something. Like maybe five minutes of us like at a tailgate. Or maybe we do a little bit more filming at tailgates and then just cut up a video and post it after the game. That could happen. But, uh, the, the whole like us at a desk with handheld microphones that's probably not going to be happening until we're unless, huge <laughs> unless whoever wrote this in knows someone that wants to fund it mm-hmm. and sponsor it do we really <laughs> act different outside the show yeah yeah actually we do i don't I think answer that's that in my head they said would love to see how you guys mean. act outside the show at so. a tailgate yes yeah we're a little more reckless Just think like a, a more, mix of like think of robert penn as the Batman with James Bond. Like that's when you run into us, you're like, those are some men. <laughs> uh, I would think that if people saw us outside the tailgate, outside the show at a tailgate with beers flowing, they would think we're the opposite of a man, but that we're just children. <laughs> and we're They'd very be friends with us though. Yeah. They'd want to be friends with us for sure. Yeah. Yes, I would say yeah, I the tailgate stream, unlikely, but a vlog from us tailgating would happen. Um, and then if you listen to the podcast, you basically almost know every single weekend where we're going to be at tailgating. Um, it's very you true. could always try to find us. Uh, we have notifications on for our Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. So you can come say hi to us. Um, but I do expect more vlogs in the future. And we, we do are- act differently outside of the show because trust me, I've stumbled into Spartan Stadium multiple times this year downing 20 bush lights beforehand so just um, please don't hurt anyone when you enter the stadium Evan. please i've never hurt anybody we did try a vlog once for the rivalry game but we got really mm. i still have the footage from it that. was kind of just like nonsense <laughs> so we the thought was there we thought about this we just picked the worst day to do it because it got absolutely boring. we're not we picked the worst time to do it we should have done it right when we is, got there when we consume yeah. beverages we're not great at using our phones no, I'm, we kind I'm of lose the ability to use our phones when drinking. 
when I was told, we don't hey, drink, you have so two there should hours be no before problem. you go into the stadium, you have to start drinking. And I said, yes, sir. It's usually just a shotgun fest right off the jump. So mm-hmm. then, yeah. yep. then things get out of hand. All right, boys. That is 11 questions. Learn about us. I think we're all closer as a podcast family after that. Yeah, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Another cut. Uh, I, want you I to- do want to say this. I wrote in all caps. Marsh Madness bracket plug. The baby idea of Evan from last year that came from that brain. It was fun. We won it, so it was very enjoyable for us because we're smarter than all of you. We are put our brains together. So we will be doing that like a week from basically yesterday. You'll so hear about it on the next show. Probably, probably a week from sure. today. Probably like Monday. We'll see the bracket. We'll, we'll, we'll not even think about making it on Sunday because we'll be thinking about how our team's going to get to the Sweet 16. And then we'll say, hey, we should make a bracket on Monday and then put out the link. I'll it'll make be, it Sunday. There's no doubt. Nope. It'll be uh, we'll be free to enter. Maybe we'll do some sort of giveaway. Maybe like an Applebee's gift card or something. It'd be pretty sweet. I don't know. Fifteen dollar Applebee's gift card. Go get like two you drinks. Said Applebee's. Yeah, doesn't Applebee's sound good? I like Applebee's. Yeah. Maybe just a Venmo. Maybe we'll just like Venmo you. Like I mean, it could just bucks. just could just be we'll a money Applebee's pool for Applebee's. <laughs> We're just going to post it on Twitter to our thousands of or followers. we'll give you a pair of, of Gillen's used underwear. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I have a pair of shoes I can give away. They're very used and dirty and smell bad. How about that? Okay. Well, that's just insulting. How about some Aeropostale body spray <laughs> to get the ladies? You know what? That's why that kid from the YMCA stopped you in the streets. Like, You're wearing my cologne. <laughs> my Aeropostale body dude. spray. Social accounts at shot of MS everywhere. Clips. Graphics, maybe more graphics. I feel like people don't, people don't like our clips. How to listen? Apple, Spotify, YouTube, rate, review, subscribe. Um, George, any Georges out there? Just please oh, go give us a review. Going. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you some spiel today. I'm just gonna tell you. Go. I, I've given you everything. I'm standing up. I'm saying dirty things. I'm gonna have to bleep out. We're almost two hours deep. George, just go, just go subscribe and leave a review, man. Be awesome. You know, Jonathan, Colby. the one that can't wait for golf to be back. Um, he tried to go out on a 60-degree day. Um, course was closed, buddy. Sorry. He got dressed up for nothing. Um, since you got dressed up for nothing, you might as well just go leave us a review. Tell your friends about how good our podcast is. Um, Johnny boy. This one goes out to Colby, and you know who you are. <laughs> go leave us a review. Right. Just do it. I'm not going to say anything mean. Not going to say anything rude because I'm talking to a real person business. right now. Colby. Colby, Colby Wallman. Mm, Go leave a guy. review. And I'll know. And please leave your name in the review so I know you left it. And keep or submitting else. those questions. Cheers to episode 62. I have one sip left. Cheers. Cheers. To vengeance. I am vengeance.